Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. You can also leave a voicemail, 208-991-4783. Before we do get started, I do want to encourage you to support our listener support campaign, and I want to thank David so much for doing so. We'll send access to the premium side, as we do with all donations of $7 or more, and we'll also send along an extra special thank you gift. Among the options we do have available, at the $50 level, you can receive a copy of the audiobooks of any of my novels or All I Needed to Know I Learned from Columbo, as well as my first ever detective story, An Ounce of Prevention, as an audiobook. In addition, you can choose from several great ebooks. A full list of available options is available at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for us to take our last listen to Pursuit. Here now is Pursuit and the Asiatic Killer. And now, Pursuit! Pursuit. A criminal strikes and fades quickly back into the shadows of his own dark world. And then, the man from Scotland Yard. The famous Inspector Peter Black and the dangerous, relentless pursuit. When man hunts man. In just a moment, tonight's story. Because ordinary laxatives act only in your lower digestive tract, they cannot relieve the acid stomach upset that often accompanies irregularity. Thus, they're only half effective. For relief that's fully effective, you need a laxative that also acts in your stomach. And that means Haley's M.O. It provides thorough relief because it works in two places instead of only one. Therefore, it makes you feel better, infinitely better than ordinary preparations. Try Haley's M.O. It's the best laxative ever made. Now, with Ben Wright starred as the famous inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, we bring you tonight's story, Pursuit and the Asiatic Killer. Change, Dr. Reed? No, Inspector. None at all. I've just been talking to the wife. She thinks you should take him to a hospital. How can I? It's touch and go. I'd be afraid to move him. She wants to come in. No, not now. Hmm. It's too weak. Even the slightest excitement might... Nurse, give me another hypodermic, please. Yes, Doctor. Here you are, Doctor. Thank you. Thank you. 
Do you think he was in his right mind? About saying he was poisoned? From the looks of it, I'd say so. Uh, it's not a natural illness, then. The heart... Definitely not. Oh. The man suddenly falls ill, claims he's been poisoned. You've seen the symptoms before. Look at him now. Yes. Well? Nurse, tell Mrs. Callender to come in. isn't he? He's all right. James? James? He can't hear you, Mrs. Callender. I'm afraid. James. James. Doctor. Doctor, do something. I'm sorry. No. No, don't say that. No, he's all right. James. Oh, James. <laughs> James Callender died at two minutes past three in the morning. He had been stricken sometime before midnight. Before going into a coma, he insisted that someone had poisoned him and that his wife knew who had done it. And then he didn't wake up again. It was only a few hours later that Detective Sergeant Moffat telephoned the autopsy report to my office. It was ten o'clock, a Tuesday morning. Autopsy report, sir. All right, let's have it, Moffat. The doctor was wrong. It wasn't poison. Oh? No, sir. The man died of Asiatic cholera. A good deal of your personal charm and attractiveness is the result of a lovely, winning smile. But more and more, people are finding that a change in their way of cleaning their teeth in an effort to prevent tooth decay, has caused their smiles to fade, has robbed their teeth of whiteness and brightness. Now, this can happen to you, gradually, without your even noticing it. So, use a dentifrice that not only helps prevent tooth decay, but also whitens and brightens your teeth beautifully, makes them really clean. And no dentifrice cleans teeth like powder. Try Dr. Lyon's tooth powder, and if you don't agree that it gets your teeth cleaner than the dentifrice you're now using that it whitens and brightens your teeth so your smile sparkles with all of its old-time luster, return the package and your money will be refunded. You can buy regular Dr. Lyons tooth powder, or if you want the best of the ammoniated tooth powders, buy ammoniated Dr. Lyons. No matter which you prefer, be sure you get Dr. Lyons and get back your winning smile. Asiatic cholera, one of the most severe and fatal diseases known to man. It had killed James Callender, and in his agony he had cried out against a poisoner. If this was true, that a murderer had used cholera germs to commit his crime, then Scotland Yard was searching for a lunatic in possession of a weapon as deadly, if not more so, than the atomic bomb. I took the case to Commissioner Harkness. Uh, devilish serious, eh, Blake? I know, sir. Of course, Man may have been raving. Well, I'd thought of that. But cholera. Good Lord, if something like that got loose again... Oh, before we go any further, sir, it might be an idea to phone the Ministry of Health. There uh, may have been a few other cases. <laughs> good, good. Uh, Chief Medical Officer... Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, Sir Conrad Devon? Uh, right, right. 
Hello, Standard. Uh, get me Sir Conrad Devon at the Ministry of Health, would you? Right. Uh, I don't like this. No. I don't like it at all. Do you know anything about the dead man? Uh, no, sir. No, I told you I haven't been back yet because I wanted to wait for the autopsy report. Yes, quite right, man. Quite right. Uh, what was that he said about um, his wife knowing? Well, that was just before he became unconscious. He was, uh, he was whispering, My wife knows. Myra knows. Ask her. Well, that was all he said. He didn't speak after that, sir. Yes. We haven't had a case of this sort for nearly a uh, year. Pretty grim if it's true, you know. Yes, sir. I'll have Sir Conrad send over a Ministry of Health man. And for heaven's sake, Black, don't let this get out to the newspaper. Well, no, we won't, sir. At one o'clock, the truth of the matter was settled. The Ministry of Health biologist, as well as our own people, put the lid on it. They made several tests, and the results of each told us that James Callender had died of Asiatic cholera. Now it was my job to find out how. I went back to question the bereaved wife. The blinds of the house were drawn, and although the sun was shining brilliantly in the street, the sitting room was somber with the air of death. I don't know what I can tell you. I don't know what I can say. Your husband thought he had been poisoned. But why? No one would... Well, he also said that you knew who had done it. How could I know such a thing? How could I? Well, that's what I should like to know. Do you? No. Unless... But go on. Well, I remember when he first became ill, he had terrible cramps. He said he thought he must have eaten something that poisoned him. Mm-hmm. He was in pain, but I don't think he was very worried at the time. Perhaps that's what he meant when he said that I knew. I see. Well, Mrs. Callender, can you think of anyone who might want to hurt him? No. Yeah, according to your doctor's report... Mr. Callender complained of feeling ill the day before he died. Yes, but he didn't think it was serious. Not poison. It couldn't have been that. Why, why don't you tell me the truth? How did he die? I'm afraid I can't tell you that just now, Mrs. Callender. You think he was murdered? No, we're not certain. We're trying to find out. Because he said that someone had poisoned him? Yes, and because he said that you knew the person. But I don't. There couldn't be anybody... We're not the sort of people who have enemies. I see. Well, now, what did your husband do, Mrs. Callender? He owns a shop. Well, he owned a shop. What kind of shop? Cameras and lodges, you know. Well, is there someone else who is in business with him? Yes, his partner, Mr. Denning, but... Uh, I... Would you give me the shop address, please? 341 Edgware Road. 341 Edgware Road. Thank you. Uh, uh, Mrs. Callender, I noticed as I came in the... Uh... Luggage in the hall. Were you planning to go somewhere? Why, yes. Oh. Well, you'll find out anyway, I suppose. James and I were separating. I would have left him two days ago if this hadn't happened. I see. It was perfectly friendly. I don't think I loved him anymore. But I was very fond of him. Mrs. Callender, I must ask you not to leave London for a few days, at least until we've made our investigations. But, but I've made my plans. Surely you don't... I promise, as soon as we're satisfied, I'll let you know. You'll be free to go wherever you like. All right. Uh, now, a medical officer will be calling here in a little while. He'll want to make one or two simple tests. Why? I don't... Oh, please give him your cooperation, Mrs. Callender. But why? What kind of tests? I'm afraid I can't tell you that just now, but we want to make sure that no one else will die the way that your husband did. 
We still had no positive proof that James Callender had been murdered. There was only his dying word. So I checked back with the yard before going to the camera shop in the Edgware Road. There's nothing here, sir. Ministry of Health called a few minutes ago. They haven't got any other reports of cholera up to now. All right, Moffat. Now, look here. I want you to go out to the Calendar place in Salmon Street. I want you to get names and addresses of anyone who may have been in contact with Calendar a week before he died. And Mrs. Calendar should be able to give you the information. You want us something, sir? No, Moffat, but I want to make sure that no one else comes down with cholera. Now, when you get those names, you send them on to the Ministry of Health. They'll have to test them. Right, sir. cameras is here. No, sir, the Leica. Yes, sir, it was lucky, the 3F model. Yes, sir, I will. Goodbye, doctor. Good afternoon, sir. Good afternoon. Chief Inspector Black, Scotland Yard. Oh, is something the matter? Yes, sir. Your partner, Mr. Callender. Callender? I don't quite... Why haven't you heard, Mr. Denny? Heard? What? Well, he died last night. Good Lord. No. How? I'm rather surprised that you hadn't heard. I knew he was ill yesterday. His wife telephoned. I I was going to ring up this afternoon. I had no idea. How did he die? What happened? Oh, we're trying to determine that, Mr. Denning. Your suicide? Well, we're not sure. I can't believe it. Uh, can you tell me anything about him, his state of mind in the past few days? There's nothing to tell. He was no different. Well, you're nothing troubling him, possibly. Your business relationship was satisfactory? Exceedingly. And finances? These days... <laughs> As good as they can be under the circumstances. Yeah. Uh, did you know about the separation action between Callender and his wife? Yes. Well, did he appear upset about it? No. No, it was calm and quite deliberate on their part. The most sensible thing to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, tell me, is Mr. Callender in the habit of frequenting foreign restaurants? Chinese, perhaps? Not as far as I know. In fact, I'm almost positive that he didn't. Callender liked very simple cooking. I... I can't understand... I mean, that he's dead. It's a terrible shock to me. How did he die? I'm sorry, sir. I'm not at liberty to tell you that. It's just one more thing. Uh, did Callender confide in you or a mention of an event in his past, let's say? Don't exactly follow you. Do you mean an event which could have led to this? Yes. No. No, I'm sure not. He was a quiet man, lived a sensible life. That's why I... W- yes, I understand. Now, wonder if I may look through his office. Papers, you know? Of course. We share one at the back. However, Callender has his own desk. Will you come this way, please? I spent an hour searching through James Callender's papers, and at the end of that time, there wasn't the slightest evidence which could be used as a motive for murder. It began to appear that the dying man's statements were the ravings of delirium, in which case it was an even more frightening job for us and for the Ministry of Health. One case of Asiatic cholera, although a terrible danger, can be controlled if the case is checked, and we still had no idea of the cause. I sent Denning to the nearest divisional police surgeon for his cholera test, and then I returned to the yard. It wasn't until the next day that we began to learn a little more... Much to go on, sir. I know, Muffet, but one case of cholera like that, it, it just doesn't make sense. Certainly somebody else must have got it. I suppose it's a question of waiting now. See if it turns up again. 
I got that list from Mrs. Callender. They've all been contacted. I wonder how many more there are who might have come into the shop. Well, still, Denning hasn't got it yet. That's a hope. Hello, yeah? Greg, Commissioner Harkness speaking. Oh, yes, sir. Would you come in for a moment, please? Right, sir. I'll be in the Commissioner's office, man. Yes, sir. Come in, Blake. Sit down. Thank you, sir. And look here. We've got some rather alarming news. Oh? Ministry of Health has done a little more work on that case. Cholera, nothing's changed there. But they don't think it's a natural case. Oh, really? They're reasonably certain that the dead man ate something, probably about a week ago. The germs were in that something. Well, yes, sir, but that doesn't mean to say that... If it was a week ago, the food must have been either eaten in a restaurant or... Bought it at grocers. Now, if that's the case, it's almost impossible that one man would come down with cholera and no one else. Was well, there any chance of an immunity with others who ate the same food? I asked the same question. They said with cholera, no. You realize what this means, Black? I'm afraid so, sir, yes. Somebody used the germs as a poison, they administered it to calendar. Unless another case or two comes along, it's going to be up to us. But the wife must know something, then. And Callender swore that she did. Mm. Go out there again. We've got to make a talk. Yes? Oh, hello, Margaret. Afternoon, Commissioner. 999 calls come in, sir. Well, what's up? A Dr. Reed just rang through. Says he's at the Callender address. Wants us to come over. Something's happened to Mrs. Callender. Keep it clean with energy. If an accumulation of dirt and grease has robbed your upholstered things of their original beauty, energy cleaning fluid will remove the greasy film and make your furniture practically like new again. Now, here's all you do. Simply pour a little energy into a saucepan, then soak a clean cloth or a brush with energy, and with just a few strokes, the dirt and grease go right before your eyes in a jiffy. This Energene way is so wonderfully easy and quick that thousands of women use it on their upholstered things at least twice a year to restore life to the furniture and make every room sparkle. Energene can be used on even your most delicate fabrics. And it's the ideal cleaning fluid for almost anything you can think of, from rugs and draperies to suits, dresses, and ties. Buy Energene cleaning fluid at your drug, grocery, or variety store. Remember... Energene gets it clean. So keep it clean with Energene. Now, the second act of Pursuit and the Asiatic Killer. Commissioner Harkness, Moffat, and I raced to the house in Salmon Street. It was nearly dark when we arrived. Constable took us upstairs... And Dr. Reed was waiting for us outside the bedroom door. Yeah. What's happened here? I don't know exactly. The front door was open. She was lying on the floor in the hall. A nasty wound in her head. I called you and, and a constable who was passing. Well, will she be... I, yes, I, I think so. How did you happen to be passing, Doctor? I wanted to look in, see that Mrs. Callender was all right. I told her that I would last night. I see. Uh, may I speak to her? Yes, I think it'll be all right. Uh, not for too long, though. 
Good evening, Mrs. Callender. Where did he go? Who? The man. Did you see him? No. It was dark. I'd been shopping. I came in the door and I saw someone standing in the hall. The light wouldn't work and then he came toward me. And you didn't have time to run to the door? No. I must have screamed and he hit me and then I... That's enough. No more talking. I'm going to give you something to make you sleep for a little while. Oh, we'll wait outside, Doctor. I'm only thankful I was nearby. I have a headache, but it won't be anything worse. Well, what do you think, Black? I don't know, sir. Of course, she may know something and isn't aware of what it means to the murderer. Mm. Better have a look about. I'm going to, sir. You know, whoever it was that waited for her must have been familiar with the house. Probably saw her go out and slipped in to wait. Hmm. Oh, Marvin? Yes, sir? Uh, check on the back door and windows, would you? Right, sir. I want to have a look at that whole light. Mm-hmm. It's out. No question about that. Try it again, will you, sir? Well, I'll be... What did you do? Refastened the bulb. Hmm. You uh, mind going over to the front door, Commissioner? Yeah, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going to switch off. Can you see me? Yeah, of course. My face? What about now? Oh, yes, I can see your face now. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you open the door, sir? Mm. Oh, it's the devil. Oh, it's all right, sir. I'm just trying something. Uh, you see, if Mrs. Callender had come in and had not been able to see the man's face, he must have been standing quite a distance away from her. But she said that the electric light wouldn't work. Yes, that's right. Well, sir, the light is at least six feet inside the doorway. Now, that means she must have walked toward the man, tried the light, and still not attempted to run when he came at her. By then, she would have seen his face. Almost as though she knew the man. Possibly, sir. Oh, uh, Muppet, you find anything? Her back door was open, sir. Unlocked anyway. That's odd. Any sign of tampering with the lock? No, sir. <laughs> Where's it lead to, the back door? The garden, sir. Oh. Any alleyway leading to the front of the house? No, sir. It's walled in all around. Footprints in the garden? Uh, quite a few, sir. You can see where he went over the back wall. Right. You get cast of them, and then I want the doorknob dusted for prints and uh, this, this light globe here. Right, sir. At the moment, there was nothing to do until we received the results of the footprint and fingerprint tests. Commissioner Harkness and I returned to the yard. We had a bite of supper, and then we waited in my office. At eight o'clock, Moffat brought in the information. All nice and clean, sir. Can't tell much by the fingerprints. But the shoe casts are pretty good. Size 10, and about 5 foot 11. Approximately 13 stone. Both shoes in good condition. Probably expensive. Uh-huh. May have an old wound or a break in his left leg. A right impression is a bit heavier. Ah. The man would have a slight limp. It's all right, Dr. Reed. I feel much better. You shouldn't see anybody tonight. Uh, it'll only take a moment or two, Doctor. Oh, very well. 
Mrs. Callender, your husband said that you knew who killed him. But we've already... Yes, let us assume that you do know something which to you is unimportant, but to your husband's killer is a death warrant. Is that why someone tried to kill me this afternoon? Uh, we'll assume that is the reason. Now, when you came in the door after shopping, did you see the man standing in the hall immediately? No, I don't think so. Not immediately. Mm -hmm. you, you walked to where the light switch was? Yes, I tried to turn it on. Uh, and then you saw the man? Yes. But not his face? That's right. It was then about a quarter to six. I suppose so. I'm not sure. It wasn't totally dark outside. No, but it was dark in the hall. There's a window in the hall, isn't it? Yes. So a trace of light could come through. It was dark. That's all I can tell you. Mm. Mrs. Callender, would you object if I took your fingerprints? Why? You don't think that... Do you mind? Inspector, this is going too far. One or two questions, perhaps. Mrs. Callender is my patient. I can't allow you to... I'm sure that Mrs. Callender wants to find the murder of her husband, Doctor. Uh, may I have your prints, Mrs. Callender? Yes, if you must. Thank you. That Martin. Just relax your hand, madam. Thank you. Uh, index and thumb will be enough, Moffat. Uh, both hands. Right, sir. Thank you. I can wipe your hands on this. Here you are, sir. Thank you. Uh, you got the set we took from the light globe? Yes, sir. Here you are. Uh -huh. A magnifying glass? Yes, sir. Uh -huh. hmm. Now, Mrs. Callender, would you mind explaining why you unfastened the light globe in the hall? I didn't. Why should I do such a thing? That's what I want to know. Yours are the only prints on it. Oh, Inspector, what nonsense. It's intruded worn gloves. You know perfectly well. Yes, Doc, that's quite right. Well, then why are you... Dr. Reed, do you know why Mr. Callender died? Of course. It was poison. That's why I called the police. It was Asiatic cholera. What? Impossible. Not at all. Mrs. Know. Callender, would you know anything about that? No. Oh, no. Well, the man we're looking for is five feet eleven. He weighs thirteen stone, and he has a slight limp in the left leg. Just a moment. Mrs. Callender, didn't I meet your husband's partner, Denning, isn't it? Yes, but they were very good friends. I'm sure No, he... no. He's a chap who's an amateur biologist. I remember now he limps, too. It couldn't be. I think it could be, Mrs. Callender. I think we may find that somehow he obtained the cholera germs and gave them to your husband. No. And that you were both afraid of what the police would find out. So this afternoon, after I'd been to see him, he came over here and you arranged the scene of the attack together. But, Inspector, have you seen the wound? How bad is it, Doctor? Well, it was quite a heavy blow. Well, how much easier to throw us off the track, then? Now, we can prove that Denning is the man who was here. I think it'll be his prints we found on the back door. Don't move. Stay exactly where you are. And speak of the devil, Mr. Denning. You've saved us a great deal of trouble. Get out of the bed, Myra. We're leaving. I told you not to come over tonight. And take a chance. See why? Come on. Put down your gun, Denning. Not an earthly. All right. Mop it. That's enough. Stand still. Always be sure there's no one behind you, Mr. Denning. Much safer. Well, I think we can all go now. Denning and Mrs. Callender were formally charged with murder. At the trial, it was proved that there had been no question of a divorce. That was a story which both Denning and the woman had contrived. 
The motive was very simple. Insurance and what the defendants called love. We never did learn how Denning obtained the cholera germs, but a test tube was found in his miniature laboratory. It contained a culture of his lethal weapon. Mrs. Callender received a life sentence. Denning was hanged. Pursuit. And the pursuit is over. Pursuit is produced and directed by Elliot Lewis and written by Anthony Ellis. Music was composed and presented by Eddie Dunstetter. Ben Wright stars as Inspector Peter Black with Raymond Lawrence as Sergeant Moffat. Featured in tonight's cast were Sally Cassell, Julian Upton, William Johnstone, and John Sherman. If you have to shave once a day, that's bad enough. But when you shave twice a day... The scrape and pull, scrape and pull, the continuous scrape and pull of a razor over the same places time and time again makes your face hurt and burn and sting in a way that's plain murder. Murder, that is, till you start using Mole Brushless Shaving Cream. Then you'll discover that shaving even twice a day is a cinch. One reason for this is Mole's body, a real body that sets your whiskers up in a way no skimpy, watery cream can match and takes the painful scrape and pull right out of shaving. And Mole's abundance of soothing lanolin actually conditions your skin while you shave. Leaves your face feeling refreshed and supple without a trace of burn or sting. Try Mole, the cream that means comfort even if you shave twice a day. Even if you shave with cold water or hard water. Buy the brushless shaving cream that combines real body with abundant lanolin and takes the scrape and pull right out of shaving. Ask for M-O-L-L-E... Mole. We invite you to join us next week at this same time when Pursuit will bring you another dramatic story of the famous inspector Peter Black of Scotland Yard, relentlessly hunting down those whose disordered passions breed violence and murder. Another story of man hunting man when we bring you Pursuit. Bob Stevenson speaking. This is the CBS Radio Network. Welcome back. Well, the murderers might never have been caught if uh, the dead man hadn't cried poison, though they could have uh, helped their case by not getting too exotic with it. But at any rate, that concludes our look at Pursuit. Uh, and there were two more episodes of Pursuit after this one that are missing. Uh, Pursuit and the Man from MI2 and Pursuit and the Man with the Gun. Uh, so there are quite a few missing episodes from this, uh, series. Um, actually close to 50, uh, so the majority of this series is missing. And we'll take a listen to another series that has that same problem, but has a lot more existing episodes. Join us starting next Monday for The Saint. Well, before we go, I did want to turn to listener comments and feedback. And uh, we have this comment.
from Aloma who declares love pursuit. Thanks so much, and we've uh, enjoyed bringing it to you. Tomorrow, it's another uh, episode of uh, Johnny Dollar from the pre-Bob Bailey era, and uh, this time we'll be bringing you a recording that... Uh, of a network broadcast that where all we had before was was the rehearsal. So be sure and listen for that. And then next Monday, The Saint. I do want to remind you to support our listener support campaign, support.greatdetectives.net. We'll send you access to the premium site with any donation of $7 or more and a free uh, ebook as well as a special thank you gift for a donation of uh, 50 to, of $20 or more, excuse me. Uh, among the items we have available are the Perry Mason Mysteries from Colonial Radio Theaters with a donation of $20 or more, and uh, BBC Radio Crimes Father Brown Mystery Volume 1 or 2 with a donation of $50 or more. Full uh, details are available, support.greatdetectives.net. That will do it for today. Send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives. And become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives from Boise, Idaho. This is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.